Welcome back, everyone. It's Amanda. And Maya. And this is episode 14. Yes, we doing it. Keep- Maya, how are you feeling today? I'm all right. It's been a long week. I went to Puerto Rico last week for my birthday. Officially 31, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I'm just kind of like adjusting back to real life. Uh, and you know how you like get back from a trip and you're suitcase is just out and you're just like why does my room look like this <laughs> yes I, I do know <laughs> yeah uh, what about you though um I'm am actually in a great mood I haven't had a vacation since Christmas and so my vacation starts today I took some time off work I'll be off till Tuesday um so this feels good that's good that's good so let us know what we're talking about today. Right. So today, guys, we are going to get into respectability politics. And before I get into the definition of what that really is, I kind of want to talk about what prompted um, this episode. And so if you haven't heard um, recently, Monique, the comedian, she made some comments on um, some young black women she saw at the airport in their bonnets and scarves and house slippers. And what she said in short was that we, cause she made a blanket statement, but she said we need to take more pride in our appearance. Um, and that you can't, you know, call yourself a queen if you don't look the part. And she definitely reiterated that it wasn't coming from a place of judgment but it was coming from a place of love. And while I normally don't pay attention to things like that, she said something at the end that really like rubbed me the wrong way. And it was, if we don't, I wish I remember the exact quote. If we um, don't know how to treat treat ourselves, how do we expect others to treat us? And so that definitely rubbed me the wrong uh, way. What do you uh, think about what Monique said, um, Maya. I mean, first, why did it rub you the wrong way? I thought that was an uh, implication for people treat us certain ways based on how we're dressed. Now, she never, she never said white or black. Um, these are all just inferences. I think she was trying to be very careful with what she said. She knew how controversial it would be, which is why she kept saying that this is in love. But I felt like she was trying to say that we give people the right to treat us without dignity based on how we appear in public. And I think that's wrong. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. While I agree with the sentiment of what she was saying, like, I'm not leaving my house in a bonnet. I'm definitely not going to the airport in a bonnet. I'm definitely not going to the corner store in a bonnet just because that's how I that's not how I carry myself. Mm -hmm. Um, do I think that people deserve to be treated less than because they decide to go out in a bonnet? No. Would I advise it? Also, no. (laughs) But people deserve to be treated with respect no matter what they're wearing. Right. And I think that's my biggest takeaway from it is I'm not just defending people to just go out necessarily in public and look the way they want. I just believe personal appearance is that it's personal. If you decide to leave the house like that, that's fine. But I don't think it's my job to go out the way to let some person know that, hey, you should care about yourself when you leave in order to get respected. I mean, she said that she deems herself an auntie to her followers. And so she said that if, you know, she sees a young woman out, she would tap her. And I think that's really invasive. 
I mean, I don't yeah. need to be tapped so to be told to change what I have on, you know. Yeah, no, definitely definitely not. Like I wouldn't want that from somebody like Monique, who is a rant, who's a star, like, I don't want some random celebrity coming up to me telling me, hey, girl, take your bonnet off. Would I receive that information from my actual auntie? Yeah, mm-hmm. I probably would, because I'm, I believe that it's coming from somebody who's older and who cares about me and wants, you know, me to thrive. So thrive, you're right. But thrive yeah. in what way? Is it is it more like I want you to be more ladylike or is it you know, you're a black woman and black women shouldn't be seen out this way. Yeah. When I initially saw the video, I guess I wasn't thinking about the racial implications of what she was saying. I was just taking it at face value. Like go outside, don't go outside looking crazy because people are going to be looking at you sideways. And I do think that that is like a correct statement, no matter what race you are. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. not a bonnet, but like we had a conversation about this earlier, like if you're going outside in pajamas, like I'm going to be looking at you sideways. And I don't think that has anything to do with race. I just think it's like, why are you outside in house clothes? Why are you outside? Did you ever do the pajama thing in undergrad? Oh yeah, for sure. And I I look back at myself like, Oh my God, girl. Like, so I had a, (laughs) I had an eight 30 class, um, in the mornings. And I was just, I'm not a morning person. I've never been a morning person. And so I would literally just brush my teeth and go to class and whatever I slept in. And it would be like unicorns on my pajamas, birds <laughs> on my pajamas. Like, you know how we used to have those like decorated pajama pants. I mean, some people yes. still do, but like, yeah, I would just literally roll out and have no problem with it. And I look back and I'm like, dang, I wish somebody would have told me like, yeah, you could probably and should probably get dressed to go to class. But if you did, what would that have changed? Do you feel like somebody would have taken you more seriously at 8.30 in the morning on campus? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I guess it's just like, I'm, you know, I want to respect myself. And, you know, my teacher had to get up and get dressed and put clothes on. That's the least <laughs> I could do too, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like, uh, like it's respect for my teacher's class and respect for myself, maybe. I can, I mean, I can see that perspective. I too remember my 8 o'clock classes and... I probably didn't even brush my teeth. I probably rolled out of bed and <laughs> just yeah. sat there. Um, and I definitely, definitely think it changes when you're young because, you know, we still have to wake up for work, get dressed and um, put on presentable clothing. But yeah. what about the part when Monique said, you know, if you want to be treated like a queen, you're not a queen if so. And so my thing yeah, is, you know, I leave the house looking like who knows what, um, you know, I'm still a queen, the queen of my castle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, your self-esteem can be based upon what you're wearing, but I do think how you present yourself is a reflection of your self-esteem. Really? That makes sense. Yeah, like I do think that. Like, don't we all feel better when we dress up and we look good and we know we're outside and we're looking great? That's a huge self-esteem boost. Like, or if we're feeling down and depressed, we're like, you know what, let me just put on some makeup, put on some heels and remember who the heck I am. Like, so I do think how we present, how we're presenting ourselves has a direct reflection on our self-esteem. So I think that's what she was trying to say, but it came off really wrong. Like, I don't know. I don't think, I think that's what you, I think what you're saying is a hundred percent correct. I don't think that's what she was saying. (laughs) Yeah, maybe um, I need to go back and listen again. Because she's saying, she's saying you're not a queen. Did she say those exact words? You're not a queen if you don't present yourself like that. Yeah, she said that. And I, and that's the part, you know, I, 
And so, you know, when people listen to things, we hear different things, right? Some people heard one thing, some people heard the other, but that's my thing. We definitely feel better when we dress up. But when I leave the house and I have my scarf on and or I'm dressed in some sweats with stains on my shirt, I don't necessarily feel like I have low confidence. It's just how I don't mind leaving a house like that. And so it's a blanket. Yeah. It's a generalization to say that one about black women, because that's who her audience was. Um, mm-hmm. And it's and it's and I guess it rolls into the respectability politics part that I think it's rooted in. So respectability politics is a set of beliefs. It really is a belief system because it's not a new um, way of thinking, but it's a belief system that if marginalized groups, i.e. black people, but it could be um, the Latin community as well, um, behave or look in a certain way, the dominant group won't treat us a certain way. And this go, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure this goes back to slavery, but a lot of elite blacks, um, upper class blacks, feel like you know, being educated, dressing really professional, and this separates us and equalizes us with the people who are discriminating against us. And I think, I don't know, I just don't agree with that concept. I mean, I I don't agree with that concept either. So basically, if we dress like white people then they'll accept us. Well, someone someone will say we're stressing like a white person. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Sure. That's why it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the same could be yeah, said no. about women. The same could be said about women and if we dress a certain way, men would harass us or we're worthy, you know, if we don't wear short shorts out in public. And so I was reading some um I was actually reading an article from the National Park Service. I don't know why they did an article on it, but it pretty much said said during the women's suffrage movement that they were like recruiting the top tier women, women who were married and women who were teachers, women who represented something to be on the front lines of women that who need to, you know, and, and that was their use for using respectability politics. So it's about having the creme de la creme of the minority group and modeling ourselves after them. Like, I understand the concept maybe at some point in history, like maybe at some point in history, looking a certain way protected Black people. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I for sure think so. Well, I don't know if protected them, but like, I think it was, I think we talked about this previous, our parents, our grandparents' uh, effort to protect us like in hopes that we would be protected for example Mm -hmm. like don't go outside with your pants sagging for the boys you know like you don't want to look like a hoodlum in quotations Mm -hmm. you know the police will bother you if you are looking like that so I think it was that was an attempt hey I don't want you to be harmed and maybe Mm -hmm. it was misguided (laughs) but I think it came from a place of of wanting to protect our, our their children. I get that. And, but I guess the thought is at some point they had to realize they, by me, like our elders, that that was false because our ancestors and such, they didn't have the clothing style that we have now with the sagging pants. I mean, they were dressed in slacks and long sleeve stuff and they were still being treated much worse than we are, are today because of laws and such. Obviously, that didn't work. Yeah, so I was reading this book about um, policing in the Black communities, and it pretty much said in um, cities where the police force was majority Black, Mm -hmm. which was not many places, so uh, Atlanta, like D.C., that that respectability politics things probably did work. 
So if you have a force, you have black people who think that they can distinguish between the hoodlums and the non-hoodlums by their dress. And so in these like elite communities, if you send your kids out one way, the police knew to separate them from the people in the streets. And so I think that it would be the only instance that I could understand the belief of behaving and appearing a certain way, but there's still that caveat of the breakdown between classism. So maybe poor people dress a certain way or people that's from the ghetto and that that necessarily means that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. It's just where they come from. It's also mm-hmm. a part of who they are, it's their identity. And so that kind of brings me to the thought that respectability politics, to me, continues to send a divide between Black people and classes. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I guess I would agree. I guess I would agree with that. All Black women like wear bonnets, but when people associate bonnet and public wearing, it's a certain class of people that people are talking about. Yeah. And so I guess you're saying that Monique is talking to that class of people when she says, if y'all are out there dressing like that, y'all are not queens. But it's also like, I guess, where do you draw the line? Like, is it is it really about them wearing bonnets or is it that she wants she's trying to teach the younger generation? Damn, I don't know. No, I think deeply about this. Here's the thing. I was going to say that she's trying to teach the younger generation to respect themselves. But but how do we know they don't? Because here's the thing. She doesn't even know if those women were from the ghetto. I I have... I personally haven't wore a bonnet because I feel like a scarf works better. <laughs> but I've been in the airport with a scarf on my head. Um, I haven't wore pajamas on the plane. I just, one, I feel like I'm I'm just too old. Like sweatpants work just fine. <laughs> I don't know if mm-hmm. maybe when I was 18 I would. But I've been in the airport with a scarf. I've been on the train. I've been in the Uber. You don't know nothing about me based on my appearance. And she was making a generalization and to me an assumption about a group of women. So I feel like she was trying to provide guys. And like she said, be that auntie. But I felt that she came about it the wrong way. And one of the reasons. Yeah, I agree with the sentiment. I don't. I I agree with the sentiment of what she was. Yeah, don't be outside in a bonnet. It's just not a good look. I don't know (laughs) if that's rooted in classism and elitism. But it's not. Think about it, though. Damn, when you no, see you a think bonnet in public. No, yeah, no, I am thinking about it. Now I mean, I'm like, damn, I'm elitist if I don't think people well, no. should wear a bonnet out, outside. I'm not going to say elitist because there are <laughs> like, people who are allowed to feel that when you go outside, you should look a certain way. I don't think that every person is coming from an elitist background. Some, wep- some women and men like to just go out and look good. I mean... We talk about like even like people in the military, they're super neat. Um, some women just like to be outside. I don't think every person is coming from a place of elitism, but I do believe that when Monique struck that, that a whole bunch of people jumped in. And I'm, you know, reading comments, it's so ghetto, blah, 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 blah. And maybe she didn't mean it. I just feel like that's where she was coming from. And it was just a generalization. And so. No, I get that. If you had a daughter, would you have a problem with her going to the airport in a bonnet? No. But here's one thing. I'll probably say a scarf. See, <laughs> I would probably tell my hair. <laughs> probably depend on what. But no, I would not tell her that. But I will say this, and I'm going to. Yeah, admit I would this probably one. tell my daughter. <laughs> I would probably tell my daughter. No, you need to take that bonnet off. You're not going to the airport with a bonnet on your head. But let me say this because I, I'll admit this on camera. One time, Cameron. Cameron is my oldest. Um, he's 13. He was leaving out the house. Um, last summer, and he had a do rag on, and so I'm like, and a and a wife beater and some shorts, and I'm like, boy, if you don't take that do rag off your head, 
because that parental instinct kicked in and I just thought that him being outside, the um, people couldn't distinguish between him and the street boys who all hang in a certain spot. So then you're doing exactly what you have a problem with Monique doing. I thought it was, I also too thought it was corny. Like, take that right off your head. And so in that instance, though, I wasn't saying, I don't believe that people would think of him less than. I don't yeah. think someone said, but it was more so that I don't want people to mix you up with those boys. And I don't know if that was what Monique was saying. She wasn't talking about their danger, the danger of the girls and being treated with respect. It was just more so outside with dudes. Like, but that's what I was up. saying earlier. But that's what I was mm-hmm. saying when, you know, parents and like, and then you told me like, oh, well, they, parents should realize that that doesn't offer protection. I was thinking more protection from the ops. <laughs> I mean, like they're dudes, but but yeah, but not from racism and prejudice and a bonnet. Come on now. No, I'm not talking. No, I'm talking about separate apart from the bonnet. Separate. Earlier, when I was like, you know, parents used to tell their kids like, pull your pants up and stuff, so they would be protected. You know, if they got stopped Mm -hmm. by police, and police would be like, okay, this one's not, you know, from the streets. Um, And you were like, well, parents need to realize that that actually doesn't offer protection. It doesn't. But then you said when Cameron left us in a do rag, (laughs) we were like, take that off. I did. I and I'm admitting to that, and but here I am realizing that it, that that doesn't mean nothing because he could leave the house with or without the do rag, and the police could still stop him. The do rag doesn't change how that police officer or how those boys on the streets look at him. Yeah. So I'm admitting that, saying I think it's something that has been ingrained in us. Yeah. And sure. so my mom, uh, my mom, she doesn't care for me to leave the house on a scarf. And out of respect for her, if I'm at her home, I will take my scarf out if we're going to like the store or something. But even her, it's like, is it really safety or is it just ingrained in us? Because it's a class thing. Mm. So yeah, it's still kind of so. some unlearning of like, don't leave the house. I know that my mom did not want my brothers to leave the house and just a wife beater. That's something that I don't care about at all. But it's like something about a man outside and his wife beater, too much skin showing, like a guy on the corner. Yeah. And so that's some undoing on my part. So I will admit that I, but I had to check myself to tell myself, where is this coming from? Is this really about safety or is this about class? Yeah. I I think it's, I guess it's about class as well. Because when I think about it, like my mom did ingrain that at me. Uh, okay, you do not go outside, <laughs> look in a mess. You make sure your hair is done. Like I never went to school with my hair disheveled. My mom always had my hair well, like in braids. Fine. But I'm saying, but that all has to do with appearance. My mom would have never sent me to school in a bonnet. She made sure mm. I didn't go anywhere in a bonnet. Like she made sure I looked good. It, it's not even a class thing, right? It's also a pride. I think the bonnet thing, the part about going to say school, for example, mm-hmm. looking your best or going to the plays, the movies, I think that's different. I know a lot of the mothers, to me, around the way, I say, because that's the neighborhood I live in, all of them make sure their kids go to school looking good. They that's be fresh. They be, face be greased. So there's a, di- so what's the, so I guess we should be asking ourselves, what's the difference between the respectability politics and the just the per- personal preference? Like, I just want you to leave the house looking good. I don't let my kid. I'll I'll leave the house looking good, but I don't let my kids, you know, I wash their face. I make sure I have stains on their shirts. That's not about class to me. I think that's part is just about presentation. Like, look like you came from a house that's clean. (laughs) I mean, not But you could say the same thing about the bonnet. But does that say you're dirty? You can have on. No, not that, not look like you came (laughs) from a house that's clean, but like, 
look like you want like you're out in the world and like you could be approached by anybody right now you have no idea who you're going to run into you could literally meet your next boss and have the conversation with them at the airport and she's like wow this like young lady has presented herself so well and like I might offer her a job. Like, you just never know who you're going to meet. So I'm, like, treating yourself like that. I don't know. I've I've actually been on the plane before and had a scarf on my head. And I saw someone from my job. And he was with his family. I was like, hey, hey, hey. And that was it. I didn't feel like, oh, my God, somebody's at work. You already had a job, though. Yeah, but it's also understanding that I'm not on the clock anyway. And, And in my personal life, I should be able to do what I please without having the whole world judging me because I'm on the air... It's it's one, it's the airport, and then it's the whole, you're not a queen if you don't look the part. I think if Monique had just said, you know, PSA. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I also think because of her platform. So if Monique made an IG story, right, and she was just like, y'all, them, them bonnets is country, and she was making a joke about that, I think it would have been taken it taken differently. But she got on her platform, she made a post because stories disappear. She made a post and she was very passionate about us being treated a certain way based on how we were dressed. Like I get, I'm not going to, you know, be the dead horse. But that's true. You know, that's that. what she's saying is absolutely true. We are treated a certain way based upon how we, how we look like that's just reality. And like, I think Mm -hmm. that she's genuinely trying to help people out. I think that the root of why she's saying that is wrong, Mm -hmm. but I think what she is saying is really real. Like, Anytime you leave the house, people are judging you, like, no matter what. Like, so it's like, she's just saying, when you but go these out same into the world. Women, but these same women, probably when they land and they go out and wherever they're going, whatever city, they're probably going to look good. Yeah, maybe. That's the thing. They're probably, gonna- it's like, I feel like Monique is a celebrity. She's popular. She had a platform. And if she could use her platform to talk about anything young people, young black women, people just generally could do. She shouldn't use it to talk about bonnets and getting respect from people. I feel like it's a pandemic. She could have talked about for sure. But then we would have to go through her all her whole Rolodex of videos and see that she hasn't talked about those things. No, you're right, but she didn't write she didn't go viral for it. But as I feel like the difference between her and a regular blogger with just three thousand followers or something making a point about the bonnets is you have the influence. Use that to bring attention to things that are really impacting Black women, Black people. Yeah, hey, sure. moms, you know, COVID was hard. I know you was in the house. Woo, woo, woo. Moms, when you're at the doctor with these, you know, at the hospital, make sure you're taking notes because Black women X, Y, Z. But instead, she want to talk about Black women and bonnets. And yeah, no, I from, agree. It was from the heart. I just... I call BS on that. I'm just, I don't know. I see both sides. All I'm saying is I see both sides. I definitely think there are definitely more pressing issues for black women. The pay gap, uh, the rates of maternal death, like serious, like way more serious things that impact black women. However, I also get what she was trying to say. Like she just said it very wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And delivery does mean something. I know some people say it doesn't matter how you say things, but delivery matters. And I think, you know, I would have respected it more if it was, if she had took a, if she had seen women in bonnets, like, I don't know, at a job interview or something, which I would hope nobody shows up to one, but place location matters and the delivery does matter. You know, you can wear bonnets out in the street to the grocery store, to the airport, but you should definitely not wear them in the workplace, obviously. So, obviously, (laughs) 
I and I don't want to sound contradictory, but I do believe that dress codes exist. Um, when you have a business. Um, I believe society just job wise, they, people are allowed to have dress codes, right? We have parties. We want people to show up a certain way. We have restaurants, you know, black tie, but we do have some like lounges or clubs that want you to come a certain way that actually are rooted in respectability politics. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with clubs are like come in, no Tim's, no white t-shirts, no jerseys, especially because if you're just casual and your dress shoes, you're not going to act like a, a what? A ghetto person also seeing this places in DC that I stopped going to that were black establishments mm-hmm. that said you can't wear like, well, back when this was in style jerseys and stuff because they wanted to keep out a certain crowd. So there's a thin line to me with dress codes. Do I accept the work dress code? Yes. Some people would disagree. I think it can be tweaked, um, but I don't agree with like perfume and stuff in an interview or really colorful. Um, you don't think I people think... should wear perfumes in interviews? No. Oh, wow. I never heard that one. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I, I would avoid it. And that may just be um, um, from a mental health perspective because people could be um, have an allergy. It could be distracting your smell. People could be sneezing. I actually think you should avoid perfume and colognes during the interview. Wow, <laughs> um, good to know. Yeah, things like really high heels. People say don't wear really high stilettos. And they tell guys yeah, don't wear polos but button-down shirts. Yeah, so there is society. People have acceptable societal dress codes. But I always am careful to wonder if this dress code or if this acceptance is rooted in something that's anti-black. Like hair, for example, and we've yeah. talked about on an episode before about straightening our hair before interviews. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And dreads not being acceptable and still being like mm-hmm. not okay in a lot of stage, which is right outrageous to me. Um, I guess it's something really to think d- more deeply about. Is is that rooted in classism with the bonnets? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sleep I on think that. We should always <laughs> ask our, I think we should always ask ourselves. And I feel like as black people, we should always ask ourselves, are policies rooted in racism or discrimination? I think that's a fair assessment. And it doesn't mean if it comes out of a white or black person now, but we always have to ask ourselves that question. I think that's the I think that's what, what Monique said was so controversial. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't controversial, so many people wouldn't have been talking about it. Tammy from the Bonner Chronicles, she wouldn't have said what she said because it was something that people thought of like, is this, is this classes? I mean, I mean she I, had I the same her. issue. She had the ish, same issue that you had. She agreed with what, she didn't disagree with what Monique was saying. She disagreed with the reasoning behind it, which was like the judgment of if you are wearing a bonnet outside, then you're less than or something like yeah. that, which I don't agree with either. I just think, you know, just present yourself to the public as you would like to be seen as though you have no idea who you're going to run into. Like... That's but then, but then that's the thing. If I am outside and I my hair is disheveled and I got baby food on my shirt and holds my pants, what I say still matters. I'm of still course. a human being. Yeah, of course. I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying like, I don't know. I'm always like, you know, life is opportunity and like, I don't right. want to be outside looking like straight garbage. <laughs> 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 new pronunciation of words straight garbage because i just don't know who i'm gonna run into what especially living in new york for me i'm like you just never know who you're gonna meet when you leave the house so i'm yeah. definitely not leaving the house looking like trash 
and not saying that bonnets are trash because they're not. We all wear bonnets. But I mean, just, <laughs> you know, I want to look cute when I go out. I want to feel good as well when I go out. So, no, I definitely, I, I promise, I think that's fair. But yeah. I think the ultimate questions, I think for me, the two takeaways from this is if there's a policy or a societal standard, what is it rooted in? And then will you still treat me the same way regardless of what? And not to carry this on, but I even think about the news. When the news chooses who they put on the screen, mm-hmm. sometimes I think certain reporters or certain news channels, they're intentional. They, oh, they'll, pick sure. someone, they're they'll pick someone who, they, who society says isn't going to make a good point because they look a certain way. But just because that person looks that way doesn't mean that they don't have a valid point. Oh, for sure. And like, as well, like I've done, um, I've done reports on women reporters who had very hard time, uh, a very hard time getting on air on screen jobs with their hair a certain way. Mm. And then they would go on interviews and they were like, Oh, you're great. You're wonderful. You have all the credentials, but we want you to straighten your hair. We want you to get a straight weave. Mm. And like, you know, then they have to make the decision. Like, is this worth me changing myself in Mm. order to be on air? Like what, is different in the delivery of my Yeah, and that's news. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Bonnet, bonnet yeah. or no bonnet, yeah. is it about what I'm doing? And so for me, uh, the neighborhood that I live in, the people that I interact with, if, I, if I'm dropping my son off in the morning and, you know, there's a parent meeting there, there may be like four or five women in there with bonnets. They maybe even smell like weed, but they're there. And they're listening and they're engaged. And when you come from a certain community, that means so much just to have people there. And so I may be a little bit biased and sensitive to things like that, but it kind of is like that bonnet on or off doesn't change my actions. Mm, That's true. That's very true. You over here schooling me. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Some some things to really think about and some things to like do some inner questioning again. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I had to do it. I've had to do it. But no, you're right. You're definitely right. And that makes me rethink Monique's whole spiel now. I'm like, hmm. I'm still not wearing my bonnet outside. <laughs> no, I agree. And when I go visit my mom, I am still in the car like, oh, shit, let me comb my hair down before I see her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Also, like, I think about, like, I don't know if I have the same experience with hair as different, like, you know, all black women do not have the same type of hair, right? I'm the right. T- I can go wash my hair, leave it wet and go outside. So I don't know the struggle of like, okay, I'm going to put these pins in my hair. And in order to preserve it, I got to put this bonnet on. Like, so that's a whole different experience. That's that actually a, that's a great point because I don't have that kind of hair. I cannot mm-hmm. wash it and, <laughs> and, and I can't do a wash and go. I think there was a a YouTube video or even a meme about all women, all black women can do washing girls. Okay. Yeah. And no, so for, sure. for me, it is important because my hair and I wear my hair straight a lot is I have to keep it laid before I get to where I'm going because within like 10 minutes, it's going to be. Whew. Yeah. And that's another thing we don't take in consideration, which is why we shouldn't generalize because mm-hmm. we don't know where people are coming from when they wear their hair certain ways. That's true. And I also like don't wear my hair straight like that. So. Right. Rarely needing a bonnet unless I am wearing my hair straight. I can give you one more example. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, um, my oldest was, got in trouble at school and they needed me to come up to the school. I just so happened to be at home on my off day and I had spent like an hour putting my hair in a whole bunch of flexi rods. When they called and said someone had to come up there, I was not about to take out them flexi rods for a 10 minute visit. I walked across the street, my flexi rods to that school. And I'm sure people were like, 
But I think that's an understanding, like, as a Black woman. You know how long it took to keep put these in my hair. I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm less than or I'm being ghetto or I don't care about myself. It's just that it took too long to put these in my hair and I'm not taking them out for a 10 minute visit. Yeah, no. See, I'm me, sure I, I, me I probably would have just put a hoodie on. <laughs> like, you know, hey, I'm here. That's like, yeah, but I might feel differently. Like, I feel like I've also never lived in like a predominantly black neighborhood as an adult, mm-hmm. and so and that's I've a good al- point. Yeah, and I've also never like you know had kids to be in a school system where you know I'm dealing with mm-hmm. like it depends on who I'm dealing with. Am I going to my kids' all white school and I have these flexi rods in my hair? I'll probably feel self conscious, and that's just reality. Like that's fair. Like, are these white people going to be looking at me like, oh god, this you know the one black mom in this school and she's got <laughs> fucking which is horrible because it's really internalized but it's fair i understand that's fair yeah but if i if i was if my child was going to a predominantly black school then i'd be like you know what i'm going with these damn flexi rods in my hair they know (laughs) they know and that's another point we don't the group of women that um monique talked about they could have been from a predominantly black area where girl we know why we got these bonnets on and they don't think of that and i do think it's women who are from certain areas who don't wear certain things because of that they i mean that's a whole nother discussion right just being black and white spaces and you know things like that yeah it is a whole different discussion but i definitely think it's part of like why we make these decisions Mm -hmm. yeah so thanks everyone for listening Uh, again this is episode 14 yes (laughs) make sure you follow us on instagram the talk about assist podcast subscribe to us on apple subscribe to us on spotify download listen save tell tell a friend um I'm actually happy to hear things. I was talking to someone yesterday and they someone said our podcast was starting stuff in the home. <laughs> really? What kind of stuff? Just probably just topics that need to be talked about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the point. Talk about it, sis. Okay. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining us. And All right. We'll else? see you next week.